Welcome to another American Bankruptcy Institute podcast. I'm Sam Giordano, ABI Executive Director. As a nation, we just celebrated Memorial Day to honor those who've given their lives in military service to America. Indeed, all men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces make enormous sacrifices on our behalf. As such, they have several rights and protections against creditor collection efforts, both built into the Bankruptcy Code and found in the Service Members Civil Relief Act. These additional protections can provide a significant amount of relief to service members whose financial situations can present unique challenges. For example, controlling debt can be both frustrating and emotionally draining. Overwhelming debt can affect military readiness. It can also make transitioning to civilian life unnecessarily stressful for those who've served. ABI's new president, Ted Gavin, has made this cause a priority, establishing a task force on veterans affairs led by ABI members and U.S. veterans John Ames, John Penn, and Jack Williams. The group is comprised of individuals who are committed to changing veterans' lives in a meaningful way. The task force will examine how the bankruptcy system treats veterans differently and, unfortunately, less favorably. Recommendations and corrective steps will be proposed to Congress or to the Rules Committee in the coming year to improve the bankruptcy outcomes for all veterans. With us today to talk about the initiative are Ted Gavin, ABI President and Director of Gavin Salmonese in Wilmington, along with John Ames, a former U.S. Marine who served in Vietnam and former ABI President who practices law in Louisville. Welcome to ABI Podcast. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. So, Ted, perhaps first explain the goals of the task force and how it came about and how it will do its work. I will. First, I I guess I should point out that um, to the benefit of of my colleague, Mr. Ames, there is no such thing as a former U.S. Marine. One is always a Marine. (laughs) He's just on retired status, and and we're glad to have him. So how did the task force come about? Um, I approached this from the perspective of a non-lawyer, not practicing law myself, but being a restructuring advisor, I tend to see the world in, in, in the form of problems that can be overcome through process and through procedural solutions. So what may well be the most egregious example of what you mentioned, Sam, the disparate treatment of service members and veterans in the bankruptcy code, is that of the means test. When a civilian, uh, someone who has not served, uh, that is on Social Security disability, requires bankruptcy relief, uh, their Social Security disability income is not counted as income under the means test, which means that that income does not take them above an income level such that they could avail themselves of the complete discharge in Chapter 7 and the fresh start that that affords. When a service member, current or former, who is receiving disability benefits, applies the means test. Their disability income is counted as income under the means test. And the result of that is that veterans have a a, a more difficult time availing themselves of the complete discharge of Chapter 7. They don't have as easy a time getting a fresh start. And, And it's never easy. But this is a hurdle that has impacts not only for those who have served, but their families and, and, and tangible results on their kids, the opportunities that they have to rehabilitate, the opportunities that they all have for a fresh start. And this, it occurs to me, is an easy solution. This is a problem for which there is a readily recognizable and available fix. Seems so. But what 
other solutions are out there among ABI's membership. And so that's, that's what motivated me to start thinking about this opportunity uh, to, to tackle this and, and broader problems. Thanks, Ted. So let me ask this, if, if you know, is there a, there couldn't be a policy reason for this distinction. Is that just a matter of legislative oversight, do we think? Uh, Sam, if I could take this, this is John Yes. Uh, looking into the legislative history, uh, when the Bankruptcy Abuse Prevention and Consumer Protection Act, BAPSIPA of, of 2005, was enacted, um, they changed a couple of sections that directly impact on uh, what we're talking about, th- uh, 1325 and um, B2, and in um, 101, parents 10 alpha. And what these did was they, they, they actually created an exclusion for the Social Security benefits, but not mentioned are any benefits for veterans. Prior to uh, BAPSIPA, the uh, judges typically... Uh, had discretion in in what constituted monthly income and and so forth, what was reasonably necessary to be expended. And there there were no real hard cases on it. Since then, however, there's been a number of cases that have been, have come up in the Chapter 13 scenario in particular, where Chapter 13 trustees uh, objected to the plan of a a veteran uh, who did not include veterans' Benefits and in Ray Bra and in Hedge and there's one at Waters and Wyatt. There's four primary cases, and in the last case uh, in in Ray Bra, uh, the judge almost apologized by saying, "Look, I, you know, I I don't think this is right. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm I'm a judge. This has to be legislatively taken care of. Unfortunately, it's pretty clear that only uh, those exceptions listed uh, in 10A." Our 10A are are to be uh, taken out. Uh, anything else is to be included. So that's what I think um, we need to to really look at to approach. And as as Ted said so so eloquently just now, and then and at the closing night uh, dinner, uh, this is something that just has to be rectified. And there's no legislative history as to why um, it was done. It, it, there were uh, there's some speculation. But there's nothing that you could really point to. So I think in, in the reality is it was an oversight. And it was the, the veterans' um, disability payments were, were not really thought about when, when the, these exclusions were, were put in. And to John's point, Sam, I think, you know, BAPSIPA, it could be a roadmap to an undergraduate lesson in unintended consequences across a, a whole variety of, of bankruptcy issues. Uh, the veterans issue is, is simply one of them. Right, right. So it does require a legislative fix. So is there any uh, pending uh, legislation that might uh, provide said fix? Oh, there is. Um, it, pending in the, in the fact that someone has actually thought about it and enacted, uh, a, a, I would guess it would be a preliminary bill, Sam. It has not been formalized. But uh, Senator uh, Tammy Baldwin, um, from Wisconsin has something uh, called the Haven Act, um, honoring American veterans in extreme need, and it has been dra- drafted and on its face would cover the problems. Unfortunately, it hasn't gotten much further in that there have been no sponsors. This was uh, uh, came about last year. Um, folks around the country are, are trying to get that kicked loose. 
And that's one of the things that I think that uh, Ted and, and, and Jack Williams, and Susan Seabury, and myself, John Penn, will be doing um, that and, and organizing the rest of the task force to get, get folks to where they're cognizant of the fact that this legislation is there and can we not just have it uh, moving now. Right. Okay. One other area I know that the task force is, is interested in generally is in broadening credit awareness uh, issues for both veterans and active duty uh, military. These are folks that uh, traditionally can find themselves uh, seduced into some unsafe loans with high interest rates and penalties and the like. And again, it can have an impact on, on, on readiness. So what is the angle there for the task force to perhaps uh, leverage some work uh, that can be done through the, uh, the care program that ABI is involved in? I'll start this one off, John, and, and then you can fill in since I think you were the driving force behind this issue. Um, you know, we, our services, our, our, our service branches know how to train good soldiers. They know how to train excellent soldiers. But in that process, they spend almost no time teaching basic budgeting and life skills. And students graduate from high school not necessarily knowing things like balancing a checkbook, budgeting for interest payments, knowing how to manage credit card debt, knowing how to control debt. So when you're living in a, in a very tightly regulated existence, and then all of a sudden you're set loose on the world with money and no training on how to think long-term about your own personal economics, whether you're starting a family or whether you're deploying on, on engagement, uh, that can be a a, a decision and a series of events that have crippling economic consequences uh, for for anybody, but in particular, due to the heightened nature of uh, of the life that our our service members serve, it can have terrible consequences there. Add to that the fact that a lot of members of, of the service who are on active deployment are paying for their own supplies. They're paying for up armoring. Their families are paying to send them supplies that they're not getting on deployment, and that creates an, a significant and exacerbated financial drain on the service member's family. These people have kids. They need to be supported. They don't have supplies. They don't have the armor that they need. They, it, 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 it's a hugely expensive life to live in service of one's country in, in the military. So... Allowing somebody who's fresh out of school, either the academies or college or high school and going into the service, allowing them to start that process with a better understanding of how to control their economic fortunes and, and how to manage their economic life is a huge step forward in preparing them not only for a responsible financial life while they're in the service, but also a much easier transition to civilian life when they decide that that's right for them. Well, well said, Ted. Uh, and the military uh, has a number of other um, items that, that, that impact when one becomes financially distressed, uh, insolvent, if they take bankruptcy. In military, there's uh, um, a sense that it will affect promotions, judgment, uh, classification status, getting top-secret clearance, and so forth. Uh, those things are all impacted by this. So what Ted's idea is to, is to go back and use the mechanism, perhaps, that we already have in place that's been so, so 
so outstanding, the, uh, uh, the CARE program. But instead of going to high schools and talking about financial literacy, we would organize and, and go uh, up nationally on the basis. Uh, uh, just, again, a personal experience. I remember uh, uh, one of my first commands, uh, I had a kid that just came out of Recruit Depot, and, and he had a check for $465. And that was his monthly pay back in 1967. And he thought, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and buy myself a Corvette. And obviously they'll sell them one because they know they'll get it back in about three months. So it was just so these kids don't have the same thought process. And Ted hit it right on the nose. They 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 just haven't had that training, most likely. So what we'd like to do is 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 get volunteers, get folks to go in, uh, get organizations that will sponsor it. And and now um, in, in the second, if we have time, Sam, I'd like to just uh, give a, a shout-out to the to the volunteers who are coming aboard the, the task force. And i, I got to tell you, it, this is like being named to the National League All-Star team right you know, on, on, on June the 15th or something. It, this The wealth of talent that's going to be on this task force is enormous. And what they've already done, their experiences, and so forth, um, just just amazing. And all all fourteen folks that I've I've talked to have all committed to to be on this task force, and they are going to be bringing some incredible talent to it. So um, we to the point where we will obviously need more folks, I guess, at some point when we start looking to go on bases. And, and Ted had um, an idea of, of meeting with. Uh, Various base commanders and see what their thought are, and and uh, we have a couple of the members of the task force who've committed who are willing to go to the top of the ladder to go up to the judge advocate general of each service and propose this. So we, we've got some pretty pretty impressive uh, credentials to be able to go out there and start making this happen, and it's not going to be something that's going to take 15 years. It's, good. it's something with the care apparatus we already have, we ought to be able to, to, to kick into high gear fairly soon. I'll, I'll tell you, Sam, um, I think John gives me far too much credit. A lot of the, the detail in building out what the brief of this task force would be really comes down to John Ames, John Penn, and Jack Williams. Um, I, you know, one, of the, one of the reasons why I asked those three to, to lead this effort was because of their incredible talent at getting things done, but also their enthusiasm about this issue. And when, when I took the gavel and became president at the spring meeting and, and gave a speech, one of the things I talked about was how ABI members have this tendency to run toward problems and that you know, given our membership's talent and knowledge, there, there is truly no problem we cannot solve as long as we run toward that problem. And I don't like to say I'm right very often, but boy, have the last three weeks with this task force proven me right, because John, John, and Jack have done a fantastic job. John Ames has taken the laboring oar and has executed perfectly, has put together a plan that ABI and its membership are going to be incredibly proud of, and it wouldn't be that way if it wasn't for the three of them. We look forward to learning more about it in the coming weeks and months. Clearly an ambitious agenda, and importantly, a prominent group of uh, volunteers to uh, help uh, make for positive change. So that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank Ted Gavin and John Ames for, for, for joining us. And, and also, John, thanks for your service. Thank you, and hoorah to all, and anyone who's out there who, who has ideas or thoughts, just, just contact us. Great. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Sam. And we thank our audience for listening. You can hear or download more than 200 podcasts on bankruptcy topics at our website, abi.org, in the newsroom section, or subscribe via the SoundCloud app. Until next time, this is Sam Giordano on behalf of the ABI saying good day.